Hello, this is Jay Lewis, and welcome to the Old Radio Companion. The makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum invite you to enjoy life, life with Luigi. The four dealers of America present the Fred Allen Show. Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The makers of Jason Sanford Coffee and Royal Pudding bring you the Charlie McCarthy Show. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another show of the Old Radio Companion. And it's so happy to have you with me today, and thanks for joining me for this show. And yes, we have a great show for you today. It's been a while since I've been with you, but um, I'm really excited to be with you today, and I think you'll enjoy this show. So it's officially fall now, and uh, Halloween is coming up, and so I thought it would be awesome to use this show as kind of our fall Halloween um, kickoff. So uh, yeah, summer went fast and fall is here. And um, anyway, we're still having nice weather where I'm at, but the leaves are changing and falling. And so fall is here finally. But um, I just thought we would use the main part of our show to uh, officially kick off our fall season. So we're going to have a double feature radio show today. So I hope you enjoy that. But I have to admit, you know, I'm a little cranky about summer being over. Um, you know, I love summer, but fall is my second favorite um, season. So, you know, we're starting to see the pumpkins come out and the leaves and, you know, and it's not like I'm going to get really upset, you know, like I'm going to see pumpkins and leaves and pumpkin spice and I'm just going to start screaming and crying like a little girl you know but you know summer's over and you know I'm a little sad but you know I love fall too and so it's finally here and and you know you know me I tend to make fun of um, all the pumpkin spice stuff that starts you know showing its ugly pumpkin head Um, I just think that the pumpkin spice thing gets a little ridiculous and over the top but, you know, I, I don't mind pumpkin spice. I mean, some things, you know, for me with pumpkin spice make sense. You know, things like coffee and muffins and uh, cake and, you know, things like that, you know, makes sense with the pumpkin spice. But some of them is, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, and I'm not kidding. So the other day, um, well, actually, I just saw it, but I saw it probably September-ish probably even before it was fall and I started to complain about the pumpkin spice stuff I actually did see pumpkin spice deodorant you know so everyone at work and everybody you know that you're you're hanging out with they think you work at some you know coffee shop um, you know making pumpkin spice or you work at some bakery you know it's like your second job they're like you know wow do you work like at a bakery too you know but anyway, I thought that was a little over top that you would want to smell all the time like pumpkin spice. But I thought I would share with you a list of stuff that I just don't think should ever be pumpkin spice. Okay, so here we go. And actually the one that I thought would never fly 
that I was making fun of was pumpkin spice deodorant. But yep, they went ahead and did it. Okay, so because they also have soaps and lotions and all that stuff <coughs> for um, pumpkin spice. So, but anyway, here's the uh, list of the never pumpkin spice products. Okay, you ready for this? Okay, so I don't think they should ever make pumpkin spice suppositories. I didn't think I was going to laugh so much about that one. But that one, yeah. I just, I think it'd be a pain in the butt. Okay, so let's not do it. <laughs> you go to the doctor and they're like, well, it is the fall. And you might want to try these. Okay, the next one I don't think you should ever, ever do pumpkin spice is talcum powder. So like powder. Uh, yeah, I don't think you should do that. That would be really awful. Um, you know. Some of the athletes, they might want to have like pumpkin spice jock itch lotion, like the jock itch cream. You know, it's fall. You know, you want to smell nice. Uh, the other one that I do not think they should ever make is pumpkin spice kitty litter. Um, you know, your cat, your cat might like it, but that might be a little nasty. Uh, pumpkin spice nose spray. Um, the one th that I have not seen that I'm really surprised about is the pumpkin spice scented toilet paper. Pumpkin spice eye drops and pumpkin spice wipes. You know, the wipe thing is really big now. So, you know, you go to the bathroom or you just need to clean up and you have pumpkin spice wipes. Might be a little nasty in certain places. So anyway, those are actually pumpkin spice products that I do not think they should do. Um, but they do have like pumpkin spice eyeshadow, a deodorant. I've seen shampoo. So there is a lot of pumpkin spice. Uh, stuff out there so yeah just in, enjoy oh oh yes I've seen pumpkin spice Pringles uh, I saw pumpkin spice hummus uh, there was a pumpkin spice latte burger uh, Twinkies you know have now made pumpkin spice and the other one I, I'm not kidding you I actually saw pumpkin spice toothpaste yeah well, let's get on with the other part of our show. I'm getting pumpkin spiced out. So I'm probably turning orange right now and growing a stem out of my, my head. So, Well, anyway, uh, like I said, the main part of our show today is going to be our double feature Halloween radio show to bring in the season right. But before we get on with our shows, it's time for the sponsor from the past. Rich chocolatey flavor and peanut butter. Oh, peanuts? What peanuts? Peanut butter. Crunchy peanut butter. The candy bar with the peanut butter surprise. Butterfinger. Okay, today on The Scoop, we feature a scary newsreel from the 1940s all about ghosts. Midnight in a 200-year-old haunted house down a dark Sussex road comes a carload of Brighton men with the eeriest job in the world. 
for the Sussex Ghost Hunters are preparing to track down whatever it is that has frightened away from here three different caretakers. They bring to their unenviable task some of the resources of modern science, including radar and a tape recorder, plus, of course, plain common sense. As a precaution against practical jokers, Mr. Ted Henty, the chief ghost hunter, seals the windows. An ex-Brighton policeman and ex-soldier, he's an expert at devising booby traps for unwelcome, earthly visitors. Sometimes ghost hunter Henty strews sand and flour over the spot where the supernatural disturbances are claimed to have occurred. And Mr. Bruce Copen uses a device, which he calls a radiomagnetic detector pendulum, to find out whether the ghost had been a man or a woman, and where the spooky goings-on took place. Well, like I said, we're going to kick off our show today with a double feature of Halloween. And we're going to feature both Halloween shows from the Jack Benny Show and the Fibber McGee and Molly Show. Our first one is from the Jack Benny radio show, and it's the Halloween show from October 31st, 1954, and the Fibber McGee and Molly show titled Gildy's Halloween Party. It originally aired October 24th, 1939. Enjoy the great Halloween shows. The Jack Benny Program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike, the cigarette that's toasted to taste better. If you want better taste from your cigarette, Lucky Strike is the brand to get. It's toasted to give you the best taste, yet it's the toasted cigarette. They taste fine, tobacco is light, tobacco is mild, tobacco too. And it's toasted, yes, it's toasted. Because the toasting brings the flavor right through So to get better taste from your cigarette Lucky Strike is the brand to get It's toasted to give you the best taste Yet it's the toasted cigarette This is Don Wilson You know, that song tells an important story to smokers Simply, it's this Lucky's taste better First, because Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And then this fine tobacco is toasted. Yes, the fine, mild, good-tasting tobacco and every Lucky is toasted to taste even better. It's toasted. The famous Lucky Strike process brings Lucky's fine tobacco to its very peak of flavor. Tones up this naturally good-tasting tobacco to make it taste even better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. So next time you buy cigarettes... Make it a carton of better-tasting Lucky Strike. Be happy. Go lucky. If you want better taste from your cigarette, Lucky Strike is the brand to get. It's toasted to give you the best taste. Yes, it's the toasted program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wilson. (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen, tonight Jack Benny does another of his regular TV shows over the CBS network. But this is the Halloween season, and Halloween is synonymous with fun, whether you live in Beverly Hills, Brooklyn, Sioux City, or Portland. So let's go back to last year, the day after Halloween, and see what went on in the Jack Benny household. Oh, Rochester, has Don Wilson come over yet? Uh, yes, sir. He's waiting for you in the den. Good. Now, I also called Dennis and told him to be over. Is he here? No, sir. He phoned and said he'd be a little late. That's funny. Dennis is always on time. I wonder what delayed him. He said that last night was Halloween and some kids took the wheels off his bicycle. <laughs> well, why didn't he take the Sunset bus? They took the wheels off of that, too. <laughs> Well, that's what Dennis gets for living in that kind of a neighborhood. I'm glad the kids around here aren't that rowdy. Me too, boss. By the way, Rochester, go out and take the bathtub off the front porch and put it back in the house again. <laughs> well, what are you waiting for? Take the bathtub off the front porch. Okay, but there ain't much gas in the car. Gas in the car? What's that got to do with it? The front porch is in Pasadena. <laughs> What? And Pasadena's in Pomona. (laughs) Stop being silly and do what I tell you. Yes, sir. I'm going to the library and talk to Don. Shine on, shine on, harvest moon. Up in the sky. I ain't had... Uh Uh-oh. I better hide those bicycle wheels. Dennis is liable to get sore. I'll put him in the closet. I ain't had no loving since January, February, June, or July. La, la, hmm. The other months weren't so good either. Don. Hello, Jack. Hello, Jack. Hello, Jack. <laughs> no, no, Polly. Polly, you're supposed to call me Daddy. Oh, wait a minute, Jack. Isn't that a little silly, having a parrot call you Daddy? I don't think so, Don. After all, I take care of her, feed her, talk to her, and I was the one who nursed her when she was sick. Polly was sick? Terribly sick. <laughs> no, 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 Polly. You're over it now. <laughs> So cute, isn't he? <laughs> or he's so cute, I don't know. <laughs> yes, Don, she was very sick. And well, there's the phone. I'll get it. Hello? Well, hello, Mr. Benny. This is Dennis. Oh, Dennis, we're waiting for you. What's taking you so long? I couldn't get a taxi. Oh. So my mother's driving me over in her steamroller. <laughs> Your mother? I thought it was your Uncle Herman that drove the steamroller. Not anymore. Why, what happened? Well, yesterday something was wrong with the front roller, so he got out to take a look at it, and some kids played the meanest Halloween trick. (laughs) Dennis, that's terrible. Where's your uncle now? Well, you know that white line that runs down the middle of Wilshire Boulevard? Uh Uh-huh. The dark part of it is Uncle Herman. (laughs) 
Dennis, will you stop making up things like that? Your uncle passed here this morning. Didn't he look thin? <laughs> oh, hang up and get over here, will you? Yes, sir. What a kid. He gets sillier every day. I remember once he called me... <laughs> Don, stop eating Polly's crackers. <laughs> For heaven's sake. I was just picking them up to feed to her. Jack, Jack, how long do parrots live? Oh, a long time, Don. Some of them live for years and years. How old is this one? Sixty-three. And she's still got all her feathers. That's more than you can say. Don, don't be so comical, will you? Be the straight man that you always are, will you please? And lately, you always try to be... Rochester, will you answer the phone, please? Yes, sir. Jack Benny's residence, star, stage, screen, radio, television, and we'll sell two bicycle wheels at ridiculously low prices. Hello, Rochester. This is Dennis. Please tell Mr. Ben... Hey, what did you say about two bicycle wheels? Uh-oh, me, me better solid. You had a long number. Maybe you have better luck by and by. So long, Ed Boo Young. <laughs> Lachester, Lachester, I try talking to Lachester, and all the time I talk to Chinese boy. So sorry, no Lachester, nobody here except us chop suey, chop chop, goodbye, please. Rochester, give me that telephone. Hello, who is this? Oh, hello, Mr. Benny, this is Dennis, and Rochester said you had a pair of bicycle wheels. So sorry, long love, love, goodbye. (laughs) Mr. Benny, Mr. Benny. Dennis, let's stop this kidding. Believe me, kid, if you'd only take my advice and stop talking silly all the time and just sing, you'd really go places. No, I won't. Why not? I've got no wheels on my bicycle. <laughs> oh, goodbye. <laughs> you know, Don, sometimes I don't know why I waste my time talking to that kid. Oh, Dennis is okay. Well, speaking of wasting time, Jack, I've been here now nearly a half hour and you still haven't told me what you wanted me to come over for. Oh, yes, Don, it's about the quartet. The sportsman? Yes. Now, I've been thinking this over seriously for quite a long time now, and I finally made up my mind. I'm going to fire them. Fire them? But, Jack, they're one of the best singing groups in the country. I'll admit that, but they never sing what I want them to. They're always singing crazy songs and embarrassing me. They have no respect for me. The other day when I asked, I practically begged them to do a certain tune. I think the baritone called me a dirty name. You think? Yes. Who knows what... Hmm, 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 And anyway, Don, I want you to come with me to a lawyer because you're the one who's responsible for them. Jack, you don't have to go to your lawyer. Yes, I do. I want them, I want them to break their contract. But you don't have enough reasons to fire them. Yes, I have. But they're wonderful singers, Jack. They're very popular, too, and they have a lot of fans. In fact, plenty of people tune into your program just to hear them, not you. That's another reason. <laughs> Believe me. Now, look, Jack, don't be hasty. Why don't you give them another chance? Well, I don't like to fire people. In fact, during my entire career in show business, I I don't think I ever fired anybody. What about that bald-headed writer you used to have? You fired him, didn't you? No, I didn't. I stopped paying him his salary, and after a couple of years, he quit. (laughs) That's all that happened. Well, his partner didn't quit, and he's not with you anymore. Well, he starved to death. 
<laughs> but, Don, if I give the sportsmen another chance, do you think they'll mend their ways? They'll I'm sure of it, Jack. Instead of those silly, crazy songs? I, I'm just sure of it, Jack. In fact, I'll talk to them myself. Well, all right. Let's forget about it. Jack, you, I'm just as positive as I can be. You won't regret this. Well, I'm going to be running along. Oh, where are you going, Don? Oh, nowhere in particular. I'll probably drop into the drugstore for some lunch. Say, I'm kind of hungry, too. Oh, Rochester! Yes, Mr. Benny? Look, at Mr. Wilson and I are going to have lunch at the drugstore. Come on, Don. Okay, Jack. Well, Jack, here's the drugstore. Yeah, this is a good place to eat at. Come on, let's go in. Hmm. All the tables seem to be taken. Let's get those two stools at the end of the counter. But there are two right here, Jack. Oh, yes. I'll see if we can have them. Oh, waitress. Waitress. What do you want, Mac? (laughs) Are these two stools available? No, they're reserved for the Duke and Duchess of Windsor. (laughs) Come on, Don, let's sit down. What do you want to eat? Well, I haven't made up my mind yet. Better take my friend's order first. What do you have, Don? I can't make up my mind either. Maybe, maybe we better look at a menu. Have you got a menu? Here. Now, let me see. Don't bend it. It's the only one we've got. <laughs> look, I'm not. And stop drooling. There's nothing on it that good. <laughs> Look, miss, all I want is a chicken sandwich. I'll have the same. Okay, I'll be back with a grub in a minute. <laughs> you know, Jack, I just can't understand how a girl like her can hold a job here. Now, wait a minute, Don. Don't be too hard on her. You know, she's had a tough time of it. Do you know that she used to be a big star on Broadway? Really? Yep. For three years, she played the title role in The Voice of the Turtle. <laughs> That's the way her head keeps coming in and out. All the time. <laughs> What'll you have, Mac? You know? <laughs> Say, Don. Oh, excuse me a minute, Jack. Excuse me. The sportsmen are sitting over there. The quartet? Where? Yeah, over there in the corner. I want to talk to them a minute. Well, remember, Don, will you give them a warning about what I said? I'll talk to them about it. Drive me nuts. Shine on, shine on, harvest moon up in the sky. Hey, Mac. You want milk to drink with your sandwich, don't you? Yeah, how'd you know? Our coffee would knock you right off that stool. (laughs) All right, all right. Just bring the milk. Now, fellas, please, do yourselves a favor. Take my advice. Don't sing that song for Jack. This is neither the time nor the place. Oh, here he comes with that quartet. Now, look, fellas, I'm telling you, for your own good. What's the matter now, Don? They want to sing a new number for you. Here in the drugstore? I should say not. It'll be embarrassing. I told you, fellas. You see, Don, they won't listen to anybody. That's why I want to fire them. But, Jack, they claim that this is a very beautiful song. I don't care how beautiful Boys, it is. he's mad at you anyway. Now, you better not do a thing. Don, Don, will you boys, keep Boys, hold it, hold it. Don, will hold you keep on singing? Life 
could be a dream, Shaboom. Shaboom? If I could take you what does that up mean, in paradise Shaboom? above. Shaboom. Shaboom. If you would tell me I'm the only one that you love, life could be a dream, sweetheart. What happened to Shaboom? Oh, life could be a dream, Shaboom. Shaboom. If only all my precious plans would come Shaboom. Shaboom. If you would let me spend my whole life loving you, life could be a dream. Shaboom. Sweetheart. Sweetheart! Guys, you've got to do something about these guys. Something is on my mind. If you do what I want you to do, baby... We'll be so far. I hear the drug store. Life could be a dream oh, if I could take you up to paradise of above. If you would tell me I'm the only one you love. Life could be a dream, sweetheart, sweetheart. Shaboom, da boom, da boom, da boom, shaboom, sweetheart. Shaboom, da boom, da boom, da boom, shaboom, sweetheart. Shaboom, da boom, da boom, the sweetheart. Now look at this. Fellas, everybody's looking at us in the drugstore. Fellas, we're in the drug. Don, I told you. Fellas, we're in the drugstore. People are not eating. Wait a minute. Boy, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Down. That's the last throw. I warned you that if they drank our charge of boom, I, what? <laughs> no, I was a nice guy. I gave them another chance. Jack, now if you'd all—I don't want to hear any more about it. Now, I'm going to call a lawyer right now. We'll go over there and see if I can break my contract with that quartet. Now, come on, Don. Boom. Is this the lawyer's office, Jack? Yeah, Joseph S. Kearns, attorney at law. Let's go in. Pardon me, miss. I'd like to see Mr. Kearns. Do you have an apartment? <laughs> I was better off with Shaboom. <laughs> well, I... What? What did you say? Do you have an appointment? Yes, I have an appointment. What? I said I have an appointment. What? An appointment. Oh, go right in. Shaboom. Now, look, Mr. Smith, I'm a busy man. I can't stay on this phone all day. I told you I won't settle this case for less than $50,000. I'm sorry, Mr. Smith. Well, that's up to you, Mr. Smith. Goodbye. Oh, hello, Mr. Kern. How do you do, Mr. Smith? No. No, Benny. The name is Jack Benny. Ah, oh, yes, yes, please forgive me. Just that I've been so busy lately and have so many things on my mind. Oh, I understand, Mr. Kearns. I'd like you to meet Don Wilson. Ah, how do you do, Mr. Wilson? How do you do? Uh, 
Haven't we met before? I don't think so. That's funny. Your name is so familiar. Keeps running through my mind. Smith, Smith, Smith. No, no, his name is Wilson. Oh, yes, yes, how stupid of me. Your name is Smith. No, look, Smith was on the telephone, is he? What happened to Benny? Shaboom wasn't bad. <laughs> Look, I'm Benny. Jack Benny. Oh, yes. Now, uh, what can I do for you? Well, Mr. Kearns, what I came to see you about... Oh, uh, pardon me. Yeah. Yes? Oh, oh, well, send them right in. This won't take long. It seems to be very urgent. A domestic case. Uh, come in. Mr. Kearns, I will... I'll do the talking and you keep your big mouth shut. <laughs> My big mouth, your lips could be stretched over a piano stool. Ah, <laughs> oh, now, we can settle this without harsh words. That's okay with me. I want to divorce this jerk. Very well, but you'll need grounds. If I had that, I'd bury him. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Please, please, let's not resort to that. Uh, what are your names again? Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. Krausmeyer. Very well. I'll file the application. Goodbye. Now, getting back to you. What did you come to see me about? Well, you see... Wait a minute, Don, Don. I'll tell him. Mr. Kearns, I started to say... Oh, yes, I remember. You two wanted a divorce. (laughs) No, no, that's Krausmeyer. Of course, of course. I had you confused with Mr. and Mrs. Wilson, who just left. Mr. Wilson. Oh, yes, yes, then you're Mr. Krausmeyer. No, no, I'm Smith. I mean, Benny. I'm Benny. Oh, yes, Benny Wilson. <laughs> Maybe. Now, uh, what's on your mind? Well, I've got a quartet on my radio program, and I'd like to break their contract. Now, here it is. Will you just look over it? Hmm. Yes, it looks like an ironclad agreement. But I... Oh, excuse me. Yes? Why? Oh, good, good. Send them in. It's that couple who were just in here for a divorce, Mr. and Mrs. Kearns. No, your name is Kearns. Uh, I mean Mr. and Mrs. Wilson. Their name is Krausmeyer. Oh, yes. Thank you, Mr. Smith. (laughs) Jack... Jack, isn't this the lawyer who pleaded the case and got the jury so confused that they sent the judge up for 20 years? <laughs> oh, so you read about it, huh? <laughs> read about it? I thought he made up a joke. <laughs> for heaven's sake. Come in. Come, dollface, carry me over the threshold. <laughs> No, lover, you carry me. You're stronger. Okay. Up the daisy. Whoops, not so high, I'll get a nosebleed. (laughs) Oh, come, come, I'm a busy man. Are you sure your minds are made up? Yeah, me and Porfirio don't want a divorce.
Should we go back to Shaboom and start over again? Somebody has a line in here. <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> fine, fine. I won't file the application. And good luck to both of you. Thank you. <laughs> now, where were we? Now, please. Wait, let's not... Let's not waste... Let's not waste any more time. Benny is the name. Jack Benny. This is Mr. Wilson. Mr. and Mrs. Krausmeyer just left. You're Kearns, and Smith was on the phone. Now, tell me, Mr. Kearns, you said you knew how to break the contract with my quartet. Now, how are you going to do it? Uh, now, let's see. Since you're suing them for $50,000, we can... I'm not suing them for $50,000. Oh, yes, that was Krausmeyer. Oh, that was Smith on the phone. Well, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, yes, you came in here about a quartet, I remember now. You came in with this man here, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh... Eagle Bottom. <laughs> Quartet. Mr. Kearns, about my quartet, you've got to break that contract. Now, here it is on your desk. Oh, that one. I'm sorry, but that contract is unbreakable. You haven't got a chance. So I advise you as a lawyer. Oh, now what? Come in. I'm going to divorce you if it's the last thing I do, you spongehead. That's gratitude for you. After we left here, I carried you all the way down the hall so you wouldn't tire your big flat feet. <laughs> have to drop me down that laundry chute. Look, I don't mean to get into this, but we're on the 12th floor, and you dropped your wife down the laundry chute? I hit bottom like a sack of wet wash. With your shape, how else could you hit? Mr. Kern? I've got the applications right here. Good. We'll see you in court. Goodbye. Gee, that's a shame. They're such a nice couple. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about them. This has been going on for 20 years. They'll get back together, but I am worried about the children. You mean they've been fighting for 20 years? Oh, yes. They have children? That's the tragedy of divorce. Who's going to take care of the little ones? Hmm. And I think I have trouble. Mr. Kearns, I'm glad I dropped into your office today. I got a big home, a butler, a swimming pool, and I'm going to do something that'll make me happy, too. I'm going to have their children come home and live with me until their parents make up their minds. Gosh, that's the noblest thing you've ever done, Mr. Krausmeyer. <laughs> yes, it's a wonderful thing. And from now on, the children are your responsibility. Well, good, good. And the children are here, right in the next office. May I see the little rascals now? Well, you certainly may. Go right in. Thank you. You? You're the children?
Jack will be back in a minute to tell you about his television program, which goes on immediately after this show. But first, I'd like to say something important to you cigarette smokers. When you light up a Lucky, you can be sure you'll get the better taste you want. That's because a Lucky is toasted to taste better. Of course, the beginning of better taste is fine tobacco. L-S-M-F-T, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And then, it's toasted. That's the famous Lucky Strike process that brings Lucky's fine tobacco to its peak of flavor. Tones it up to make this naturally good-tasting tobacco taste even better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. Yes, that's why Lucky's taste better. It's the cigarette of fine tobacco, and it's toasted. So remember... If you want better taste from your cigarette, Lucky Strike is the brand to get. It's toasted to give you the best taste yet. It's the toasted cigarette. They taste fine. Tobacco is light. Tobacco is mild. Tobacco too. And it's toasted. Yes, it's toasted. Because the toasting brings the flavor right through So to get better taste from your cigarette Lucky Strike is the brand to get It's toasted to give you the best taste Yet it's the toasted cigarette Ladies and gentlemen, I was going to tell you about my television show But we're a little late, so tune in and watch it Good night, folks The Jack Benny Show tonight was written by Milt Josephsberg, John Tackerberry, Al Goldman, Al Gordon, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. The Jack Benny Program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat present Marion and Jim Jordan as Silver McGee and Molly with Donald Novice, Bill Thompson, and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Life Begins When You're in Love. of your kitchen linoleum as bright and fresh as the day you first picked it out, or have they become dull and faded? Do you know the easy way to keep the colors of linoleum bright and cheerful? The answer, with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Glow coat turns a dull, lifeless floor into a beautiful floor in 20 minutes. It requires no rubbing or buffing. That's why it's called self-polishing. And that's just one of the reasons why glow coat has become America's number one floor polish. You can use glow coat on your varnished or painted wood floors, too. It gives a hard, gleaming polish that's easy to keep clean and spotless. If you spill something on a floor protected with glow coat, you simply mop it up with a damp cloth. Now, if you aren't using glow coat on your linoleum floors, order some tomorrow from your dealer. Remember the name, G-L-O hyphen C-O-A-T. 
Johnson self-polishing glow coat. Halloween party in progress tonight, given by the McGee's next-door neighbors, the Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. And among the guests, we find many names from Wistful Vista's Blue Book, plus two names from Wistful Vista's Telephone Book, Bibber McGee and Molly. Horatio K. Boomer of Chicanery. Have your five dollars right here someplace. 
Now, where can I put that $5 bill? Let me look through my pocket. That guy's so light-fingered, he has to stick his hands on an anvil to get a manicure. <laughs> and they better keep an eye on the anvil, too. Now, let me see. $5 bill, $5 bill. Where can I put that $5 bill? Ah, here it is. No, 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 it isn't either. That's a photograph of my cousin Guernsey Boomer. Well, good heavens, it's bow-legged, isn't he? <laughs> Not naturally, my dear, but he's been ridden out of town on a rail so often his knees have lost touch with each other. <laughs> now, let me see. Here's an advertisement for asbestos seat covers. Very handy for driving hot cars. <laughs> Package of corn remover. Here, give some to your scriptwriter. <clears throat> Postcard from Minnie the Moocher. Ha <laughs> ha, the dear girl. Says she's now a facial masseuse in Texas. <laughs> The little panhandler. <laughs> Small bottle of mint sauce in case I want to take it on the lamb. <laughs> a check for short hair. Well, well, imagine that. No $5 bill. <laughs> Wonder if it could have blown out the window. I'll blow out the door and see. Oh, tablet in the needle box, and it's been playing a man in his dream for 20 minutes. <laughs> well, hello there, Johnny. Hello, daughter. Quite a party, ain't it? Yes, it certainly is, old-timer. Hey! He says, yes, it is. People go to parties for the same reason bald-headed guys go to burlesque shows. They at least have the illusion of letting their hair down. <laughs> Nope, says Mr. Roosevelt. 
I thought I'd do my Christmas shopping early. <laughs> well, I gotta go in the other room, Johnny. They're bobbing for apples, and I gotta get my girl out of there. She's a pippin. <laughs> If he was there... Hello there, folks. How's everything going? Oh, just fine, Mr. Gildersleeve. By the way, when do we eat, Rocky? Well, we're serving a buffet supper a little later. Hot dog, you hear that, Molly? A buffet supper. Oh, that's McGee's favorite kind of a meal, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yeah. He goes around the buffet table like sea biscuit on a fast track. <laughs> well, that's fine, yes. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> but before we have dinner, folks, we're going to have a little more fun. Mrs. Uppington's going to tell somebody's fortune. Oh. oh, yes, they're drawing names in the other room now to see who the lucky man is. Uh, huh? Say, it looks like you're it, McGee. Oh, this should be very amusing. Yes. It's the first party we ever went to where McGee stuck out his hand instead of his neck. <laughs> oh, here he is, folks. Here you are, Mr. McGee. I hope you don't mind having your fortune told. I just know, Uppy. As the chicken says when he busted out of the egg, I guess the future is worth taking a peek at. Which hand do you want to read? Well, that depends, Mr. McGee. Are you right or left-handed? Well, I think he's left-handed. He reached for the lunch check with his right hand today and fumbled terribly. Well, then give me your left hand, Mr. McGee. Okay, here you are. Paul, meet Mrs. Uppington. Mrs. Uppington, my Paul. <laughs> How do you do? I'm very glad. Oh, oh, my, that was a joke. Welcome to everybody. <laughs> oh, now, now wait till I put on my glasses. I didn't have them on the last time I told a man's fortune, and I was horribly embarrassed, you know. Why, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, my dear. He had pitching gloves on, and I told him I could see him lying on a plate with two fried eggs and a piece of toast. <laughs> Well, get busy, Uppy. Tell me, pretty gypsy. Oh, oh, very well. Now, first we come to the matter of intelligence. Oh, we do, eh? Get a load of this, folks. The intelligence is indicated by small mounds at the base of the fingers. What mounds? I ain't got any mounds. <laughs> oh. And now, this line, this is a lifeline. Well, throw it out. I'm going down for the third time. <laughs> oh, your lifeline tells me that... Oh, Oh, good heavens. What, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, Mrs. McGee, I regret to inform you that your husband has been dead for 12 years. <laughs> very good, Abigail, very good. <laughs> well, folks, we have time for a couple more games before supper is served. Have you any suggestions? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 You know, I think it'd be fun if we turned out the lights and told ghosts. Oh, oh hey, that's fine. That's a splendid idea. Everybody sit down, folks. I'll turn out the lights. <laughs> Want me to tell the first ghost story, folks? Say, what do you know about telling ghost stories, dearie? Who, me? Why, Shep, I've been an expert on ghost stories ever since I was a kid. Used to give myself the creeps before I could walk. I made quite a study of ghost stories. That was every time I'd walk into somebody's yard. Folks would shake their heads and look grave. Graveyard McGee, I was no dad. <laughs> Graveyard McGee, the gloomiest guy that ever gave goose flesh to a gay gathering with Magorian and goose and goblin gabbling, getting guys' goats with great gobs of ghastly goings on, galvanizing groups of gaping greenhorns with scarlet and graphic gibbers, and garnering the greatest bag of golden ghosts from the gusty gales of the Greenland Sea to the giddy owl. Who's painting me? <laughs> McGee, if you know so much about ghost stories, you go ahead and tell one. Okay, well, I'll let me think of it. I know one. Shall I tell it? Oh, go ahead. Oh, 
Well, it happened one night when I was driving through the swamps of Louisiana. When suddenly my engine went dead. And there I was stranded, miles from nowhere, and a storm coming up. I had to find shelter somewhere, so I walked up the road to a deserted-looking, ramshackle old house. But before I could knock, the door swung slowly open. Excuse me, folks. My foot was asleep and I was straightening out my legs. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Johnny. <laughs> well, as soon as my eyes got used to the darkness, I saw a ghostly figure. I heard a hollow voice say, Where's my head? Mr. Wilcox, weren't you horribly perturbed? Was I? My nerves were waving back and forth like windshield wipers. But I took myself in hand and I said, I'm sorry, buddy, but I haven't got your head. Where'd you lose it? And the ghost said, right in this house. I came home one day. And when I saw the kitchen floor looking so dull and dingy, straight and worn, I flew in rage. Oh, <laughs> I lost my head and bawled my wife out something terrible. Gee, I wish I hadn't done it. Because I know now what I should have done. But by that time, I had the door open again, and I ran like the dickens. Well, uh, what was the point of that story, Mr. Wilcox? Well, the point is that if you're haunted by the appearance of dull, faded, hard-to-clean linoleum floors, just try Johnson's Glow Coat. The no-rubbing, no-buffing floor polish that's so easy to use and keeps linoleum looking new indefinitely. And not only that... Okay, 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 okay. You've pulled the plug, now get out of the tub. <laughs> Turn the lights on, somebody. Uh, uh, just a moment, folks. I think supper's ready, so if you want to step into the dining room. Oh, hey. 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 Come on, McGee. What are you waiting for? You go ahead, Molly. I'll be in later. I got something I want to do. A <laughs> kind of Halloween gag. Don't say anything to anybody. Now, I'll be back in a little while. This complete. Boy, it's dark out here. <laughs> I'd like to see Gildersleeve's face tomorrow when he looks in his garage. <laughs> For me. Who's there? Who's there? Yeah, that's us. What's the dinner? Oh, that little girl. It's so dark out here. I didn't see you. What are you doing? Hmm? Now I says, what you doing? Playing Halloween. Oh. Gee, have I been having the fun, too. Skipping over garbage cans and soap and lamps and scaring people and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is my course, sis. Incidentally, you know the difference between a ghost and a sailor with a sprained ankle? No. Well, one's a hobgoblin and the other's a gobhoblin. <laughs> I says one is a hobgoblin. Oh, never mind. You run along and have your fun, sis. I got some private business to attend to. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Well, never you mind. I bet you're gonna ring somebody's doorbell, I bet you. Oh, no, I ain't. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, no, I ain't. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, no. Listen, sis. You run along and have your fun and I'll go and have mine. Oh, I'm sorry to go with you. Hmm? Hey, I want you, hmm? That's better because I can't let... Don't talk so loud, Now, listen, you know whose garage this is? Yes. It's Mr. Gillespie's, I bet you. I'm Mr. McGee. I live right next door to you. Yes. I want to play a Halloween trick on Mr. Gillespie. <laughs> 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 we don't want him to hear. <laughs> Look, I'm going to sneak into Gilfrey's garage and let all the air out of his tires. Um, <laughs> will that be a panic or what? Well, <laughs> well, I sure it will. <laughs> Boy, when old 
old Gildersleeve comes out in the morning and... What? Now, don't make so much noise. <laughs>
Well, good night. We've had a wonderful time, Mr. Gildersleeve. Good night. Yeah, good night, Gildersleeve. Good night, Mr. McGee. Good night, Tibber. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good party. <laughs> Heavenly days. Whoever told them they knew how to entertain. Yeah. Old Gildersleeve and his expensive cigars. Look at him. Dry as a bone. All ten of them. <laughs> well, I'm going right up to bed, dearie. I'm tired. Yeah. Well, I'm coming up, too. My goodness, I hope I don't have bad dreams from that terrible food. Did you taste those hors d'oeuvres, Miggy? <laughs> oh, they didn't look tempting to me. Imagine that. Imagine old Lady Uppington trying to tell fortunes. I think I'll get her a crystal eight ball for Christmas. <laughs> now, don't pop your shoes there on the floor right where somebody will stumble over them. Oh, well, they're on my side of the bed. I'll be the one to stumble over. Hand me my cold cream, dear. Okay. Thanks. Did you notice the, the cheap towels in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> they were like limp sandpaper. Are you sure? Hey, you scare me with all that cold cream on your face, Molly. Why didn't you wear that mask to the party? <laughs> Imagine them old fogies playing post office at their age. <laughs> Ain't one of them with sufficient postage. <sighs> what time do I set the clock for? Oh, not too early, dearie. I'll want to sleep a while in the morning. Yeah, me too, after a night like that. That ghost story of Mr. Wilcox. Yeah. I'll bet the sponsor haunts him. <laughs> The way those people ate. You see the old timer? He was chasing the hammer on like an actor's agent. <laughs> hey, this, this underwear don't fit as good as it did a few years ago, Molly. It doesn't? Getting a little snug around the ankles. Where's my pajamas? Oh, here they are. Hang up your pants. Oh, I'll hang them up in the morning. <laughs> Oh, baby, does this bed feel good to Papa? Oh, say, <laughs> remind me to tell you sometime about the trick I pulled on Gildersleeve tonight, Molly. <laughs> it was a peach. Ah, what a party that was. Oh, good night, Molly. Good night, dearie. <sighs> oh, I wonder who that is at this time of night. 79 Wistful Vista, Molly McGee speaking. <laughs> Who? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, well, that was real thoughtful of you. I'm sure he'll appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yes, we had a simply wonderful time. Yes. Good night. McGee, that was Mr. Gildersleeve. Yeah, 
What that stuffed shirt want? Well, he really did you a favor. Hmm? He said he forgot to tell you why you were over there. Forgot to tell me what? Well, his car was downtown being repaired, yeah. and he saw us standing in the alley, and he was afraid the Halloween furniture would hurt us, so he put it in his own garage. Oh, nice Maybe he ain't such a bad... What? Just a moment. Look down at your floors for a moment. Is there anything in your entire home that gets such hard wear? No wonder they need wax protection. No floor finish like a varnish, shellac, or paint can stand up forever against the constant attack of scuffing and scraping shoes and sharp heels. These finishes themselves need the protection of a tough material that can be quickly and easily renewed. And that material is Johnson's Wax. Certain floor areas, such as halls and around doorways, get more wear than others. With Johnson's Wax, these traffic areas can be touched up and re-waxed without waxing the entire floor. In addition to providing this money-saving protection, Johnson's Wax gives you rich, mellow, beautiful floors that add charm to your entire home. With every application, this beauty increases while your housework decreases because waxed floors never need scrubbing and they're easiest of all floors to keep clean. Ask your dealer for genuine Johnson's Wax, paste or liquid, in the familiar red and yellow package. about Gildersleeve's party. We just wanted to give you an idea of what we think happens after one of our parties. <laughs> Incidentally, Molly, there's one game we didn't play over there tonight. What was that, dearie? Thin the tail on the elephant. Uh, you mean on the donkey? Oh, no, Gildersleeve's a Republican. Oh. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Carlo Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, Racing, Wisconsin, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night at this same time. Good night. Heard on the program tonight, where are you having any fun from George White's Scandals and Ding Dong the Witch is Dead from the Wizard of Oz. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed our Halloween shows today from Jack, Benny, and Fibber, McGee, and Molly. 
and I hope this starts off your fall season right, and I look forward to being with you again. We're going to have a great fall and a Halloween season together, and what a better way to enjoy our Halloween together than these old radio shows. Well, I'll be uh, with you again, and I hope all you have a rest, uh, a great rest of your week and a great coming week, and I'll be with you again soon. So thanks for listening, everybody, and for your support always. And you can also go on our website and listen to some of the older Halloween shows from our past seasons, which is always a great idea. And also drop me a line at the old radio companion at gmail.com. It's all one word, the old radio companion at gmail.com. Well, again, until next time, everybody, this is Jay Lewis off the air. Thank you.